Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with me on Deck TV Podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, how did your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media? I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. You back out in these streets, man, ain't you? Yeah, I am. Pandemic over. You got your shot? No, Steve <laughs> Novak. You still Novak in it out here? Absolutely. Novak City. I almost went to the Braves game. Almost. It was 31,000 people there. That sounded about right. Can't do it yet. <laughs> Can't do it. Cannot do it yet, buddy. I ain't gonna lie. I'm trying to go to a football game this fall, though. I'm definitely trying to go to, think, trying to, go to Vegas. Of, of the Raiders? Yeah. You think tickets are going to be higher or cheaper? Nigga, it don't matter, nigga. I got whatever we talk. Nah, uh, <laughs> That's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> they probably going to try to get back. Something going to be high. Party Everything going to be high. They expecting people to go crazy when the world opened back up. Retail stores, if you're looking into retail stock and stuff like that, cruises, travel, they expecting it to be like comparing it to the roaring 20s is mm. what they're comparing it to. Nah, shit, I'm going to try to eat off that shit then. Facts. Um, hey, man, action-packed episode. Uh, we got answers to that TDE countdown. We're going to talk about what that ended up being. We're going to review J. Cole's new single and his documentary as well. And where are they now? Bringing that back. Haven't done that in a minute. One album wonders. Not That's one hit always. wonders. Everybody's an already album. done that. One album wonders. Who had a fire album and then fell off the planet musically? Uh, that's so that's going to be fun. Some, some very interesting names on this list. Uh, but first, uh, we've got more, more like super disturbing news in the Pop Smoke murder. Um, allegedly, uh, his killer was a 15-year-old, and we now have a motive behind the killing. Uh, the 15-year-old and his associates wanted the iced-out Rolex uh, that he was wearing on Instagram. So it was, in fact, a robbery attempt. Um, my question to you, hearing this news, are you surprised or is it simply a sign of the times? I think it's simply a sign of the times, man. You have Nipsey that was killed for calling someone a snitch. You go back, you had Dobie that was killed because of an altercation outside of a video shoot where he didn't give somebody access to the, vi the video shoot. And uh, King Vaughn killed after a fist fight. I think it's a sign of the times and the lack of value for young black life. And I don't think that generally starts in the hip hop community. You can't blame it on rappers because you can turn on the news and you see George Floyd, you see Trayvon Martin, you see uh, all of the different uh, tragedies in that sense. So I don't think it's surprising at all to see the little 15 year old say, yeah, man, I seen his watch on Instagram and I wanted it. And then we went in there and he wouldn't give it to me. So I killed him. Not even thinking of the repercussions, not even thinking of not only are you killing him, but you losing your life as well. I think that this is the lack of value that kids and that's shown for young black lives. And I don't, I'm not surprised at all. What uh, about you? I, to be honest, I am still surprised. Um, even after the many examples that you <laughs> named that are very similar to this things, hearing stuff like this still surprised me. Uh, I think that's was more, that, that's the tragic part of this whole situation, obviously, besides somebody dying. It's the young person that was responsible. Nobody was expecting the news to come out to say that this person, a uh, fucking freshman in high school, was the nigga behind it. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's 
that's surprising to me. To, somebody to still go to these lengths for a piece of jewelry that they ended up selling anyway. They got two thousand dollars. They got two thousand for the watch, bro. This is surprising to me that four niggas <laughs> decided to go on a caper for one watch. That's nuts, bro. It wasn't just for the one watch, though. I mean, they seen the rest of the jewelry and stuff on Instagram. Like they wanted the the Cuban link chain. They yeah. knew he had other shit. What's most surprising about it though, when you say that, like what what about it shocks you? That that people still go these far to these lengths for material items, like uh, a one or two pieces of jewelry. That's that's surprising to me. And that it ends in somebody getting shot multiple times. Like they they said he fought back. Pop Smoke fought that he was getting ready to give up the jewelry, then he fought back. Mm-hmm. And he was in the shower, so that's mad weird. And if I'm asked, hey, you catch me in the shower, you won. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I'm not fighting you ass naked slime. Definitely not fighting you in the shower, bro. Now, there's no, I'm not winning that, bro. It's impossible. Well, I mean, I, that's a tough W right there. So that, that that's kind of fucked up. But he ended up fighting back. They shot him a couple of times. And, it, bro, it's just – it. Kicked him when they shot him. Yeah, that the testimony came out. That's where all this stuff came from this week. The testimony from the trial comes out. Yeah, because because the, the, so they put a an informant in his cell who was mic'd up. Obviously, and I, and I can't believe people still fall for this. But you you're acting shocked. That's, that, that's the surprising part to me that a nigga go to jail and be like, yeah, man, nigga, I did. That that's nuts. You get comfortable. Bro. You get bored. You got to talk to somebody. Niggas can't hold water, bro. Niggas do got a lot of stories in jail, boy. <laughs> so that's, it's, it's fucked up that that his life ultimately cost $2,000. That's what it comes down to, bro. Split between four people. And the, how they got caught was the, the surveillance cameras. From, see, that, that's, that's what's surprising. It's 2020, 2021, whatever. Nigga, you in the hills or wherever the expensive-ass houses are, nigga, these all smart homes and shit, shit call you by your name when you walk through the fucking door. There's cameras everywhere, bro. You can But be you're not going up. into that. They from out there. They not going into that thinking they're going to get caught. And this probably wasn't their first caper. Like, this, like this yeah. wasn't the first time they ran in a nigga house, so they thinking they're going to get away with this. This Pop Smoke, he was dumb enough to leave his address and, and please, I don't mean no offense by it, but yeah. they thinking this is the robbers. They, oh man, he left his address on IG. And of course we're going to run up in there. He in LA, they thinking that this is like boom, boom, bam. But uh, I don't think what you saying it for $2,000 and that's how they looking at it. They thought it was going to be a much bigger caper than that. They thought they were going to be coming away with a lot more stuff. In my opinion, that, that's why it's not surprising to me. That's how this shit go in the hood. That's why it's more niggas locked up in America than any other country in the world. And, and they got they found them by the license plate that the nigga was driving. The nigga was driving the car that he had been pulled over in. The car was in his name, bro. It was a 22-year-old with him, a 15-year-old, like him, a 17-year-old. Like it was these were kids. Young niggas. That's 18, yeah. 17, 15, crazy. These were kids. But it's not surprising though, man. That's not a surprising thing. Like I I, I you see that and like, yeah, it makes sense. All right, moving on to a lighter note, man. This week, your man's Jermaine Cole came out with brand new material. Documentary always accompanied the intro, as always accompanied his new music. The interlude uh, was the single that dropped, and the album is called what? The Comeback? 
Uh, off season. Off season. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did that just to fuck with the J. Cole fans. But yeah, the off season, he dropped all of this, the material over the weekend. How did you feel about the doc that dropped and what did you think about the interlude? Man, first of all, I'm loving his rollout. I'm going to come clean. Uh, I thought the single was nice. I, I, even as an interlude, he rapped for less than a minute. Let's not get too excited. But I thought it was nice. I thought it, I, I'm interested to see where it fit in the project. I'm cool with that. The documentary, though, I was more excited to see what that was hitting on than I was necessarily hearing one song. I'd rather hear the whole project. I thought the documentary was fire, though. Um, it was called Applying Pressure. The off-season documentary is about 10, 12 minutes long. And I like how he talked about where he was when he first started and what made him turn up the rap game shit and also kind of what made him rethink how he was going about things after he had got on and got too comfortable. So I respected both of those. I love seeing older footage. I like the footage from 2016. I love when people pull out the archive joints and just them in their element. I thought it was, I loved his explanation for the title off season when he was talking to 21 Savage. I'm here for it. And I like the basketball rollout shit, man. This nigga is actually finna go play ball in Africa, literally in like the next couple of days, living out his dream, you know, whatever it ain't got to be the nba man just hoop professionally that's cool i'm here for it bro like he cooking right now i get it to him mm, I, I love jermaine cole man he's one of my favorite artists i feel like i've seen this before though mm. i feel like this hasn't changed since 2014 forest hills drive i've seen the story of going back to a place to get back in a mode to put out material like and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm I'm not saying that at all. I, I did appreciate those 15 minutes. I appreciate the interlude as always when I do when he puts out material. But I could see where a person that's not a fan of Jermaine Cole be like, man, this is this is why they say he put out sleep music because over the last what seven or eight years, this has been the formula. It works, and it's why he can do the dollar in a dream tour. It one million percent works. But I could see someone criticizing it. My question though. As a Jermaine Cole fan and seeing this and hearing what he said is, I don't believe him. I don't believe that that he wants to play basketball bad enough. Like I don't. Well, I'll put it another way. I don't think that he's as good a rapper as he thinks he is to go play basketball in Africa. Like Hove has shown the longevity and the shelf life for rappers now. So you at thirty five to go be like, I can go play basketball in Africa? No, bro, you ain't did enough in your field I, I just don't feel like that he's there yet like you ain't that cold yet bro well that's the thing though that's the thing after this album is his last though that, that's what i'm saying. saying like so and that to me if if what he was saying in that documentary is true about being the best rapper and tapping into this place like you're a rapper bro you're not a basketball player that's done dude you 30 it's a rap so you telling me i'm i'm giving it up and you're going to play basketball, like, I don't see how that court, like, it don't make sense to me. Well, he's only, let's be clear, he's only playing for a couple of days over there, if I'm not mistaken. It's a couple of days. I don't know if it's a tournament. Oh, I thought he was going to, like, join a league. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I thought it was a couple of days, like a week or something. Mm. I have no idea. But it'll be My, interesting to see. It's smart on their part to bring attention to their squad, the, but – and it's a nice PR move. I wish my Pistons would have signed them. That's how sorry we are. Let's get some PR on us. I would have much rather seen that. But he he's looking at it like like this is this is all part of the rollout. Let's be clear. 
It's not a coincidence that he's playing basketball the same week that his album comes out, dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm all encompassing it, though, and I guess I'm speaking more to the point that you made of this is going to be his last album. I don't think that Jay Cole... The next one. The next one. It shouldn't be in the next two albums. I don't think that he's in a place where he can be like, man, I'm wrapping it up. He started but a family, I, bro. He started a family. Bro, like, Jay-Z started a family? Like, I, I don't, like that's, not, that's not an excuse, bro. And I'm not saying that he has to come service us as fans, but... From where what he's speaking of in this documentary about where he wants to be looked at, and from what I've heard him say about how he wants to be viewed as a rapper, I don't think hanging it up in the next two albums that he's accomplished that. I don't think that he's nice, but he ain't that nice. Nah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's well, do what? That. If these if these two projects he ain't are, retirement nice, my nigga. If these two projects are on par with the better half of his career, he's top. He's in the top ten. In nah, a lot of bro. people's books. J. Cole shouldn't be talking about retiring, in my opinion. I mean, like, he ain't even 40 years old, dude. And and he's setting up the Dreamville shit, too, though. Like, he doing all right, bro. He doing what he need to do. I'm not he's saying He's telling his he... own story, bro. Like, this, this, I'm going to tell you what this is. So this, this, I... is, this is a season of television written with an ending in mind versus a season of the, the last That's lazy to me. That's no, the same no, thing no. I criticize Nas for it. Like, all this time, like, you one of the best rappers, but all this time you're acting like you don't want to be a rapper. Now, why did you start rapping, dude? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, you don't have to come out and play this whole thing out like you're retiring. It's your two albums. I'm going to start a family. Like, it's shown now that you can rap for a long time, even if that means five, six years in between albums. But don't pull this, I'm retiring in the next two years thing on us, because we know that's not, like, he's going to put other music out of other albums. It's not going to be true. He's got a lot of shit. And even him. if it is true, then he robbed us as fans. So it, to me, it's a lose-lose playing that card right now. He got he got the media company. He got the festival. The don't, bro, he's a rapper, dude. I don't care about oh, you're none trying to put him in the box. No, I'm, box. I'm putting him in the box and he's great. It's like me saying, oh, Kobe Bryant's a basketball player. Yeah, one of the greatest basketball players ever. <laughs> J. Cole is one of the greatest rappers ever. Ever, but he ain't one of the ones to be like, I'm going to retire right now and still be considered that. I, I don't I, think I that. Like, I like when people put specific and measured effort into their projects to where they have a story, a beginning, middle, and an end. Similar to TV. I don't want this season to be the last season, nigga, because they just didn't renegotiate. And now all of a sudden, nigga, the, end, the, the last episode don't even make sense as the last fucking episode. I hate that. Give me a real last series finale, dude. And if that's what this next call is, then so be it. He had a Hall of Fame career, dude. Nah, I disagree. That. There's no – you can't put a cap on that. You can't end that like a TV series. Like, so you didn't like the documentary? Stuff. Like, that would be like Jay-Z saying, yeah, the Black Album was this is my last album. Like, I feel like that we've seen that retirement role before. You don't even have to say that anymore because we know you're going to keep making music. Or, like I said, the flip side of it is if you do stop making music and you've robbed us as fans and yourself as an artist to your true potential. Jay-Z has put out some of his best work at 50. <laughs> He's 51 still murdering. You think J. Cole can't do that? And for him to say 20 years prior to that age, oh, I'm going to hang it up. Like, bro, relax. Yeah, Come things, on, seasons change, man. Who knows what he'll how he'll feel this time next year? We'll see. I'm looking Tough forward to this album, though. I will say that, though. Facts. Uh, I'm, 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 I've got high hope because I like the two piece that he dropped last. I thought that was everything's dope. been hitting. Yeah, like, nigga, don't get it wrong. Don't think that I'm criticizing anything in his career. Like he ain't missed since 2014. Forrest Hill's nah, driving nah, that's, my that's opinion. Cap. 
That's cap. In my opinion, he's that's not missing it. Nah, that's cap. That's that cap. fucking that fold that fold clothes album. That shit you called that for your eyes only. You said you didn't like that. That's pretty good. I mean, it ain't it's it ain't bad. It's it's right in line with everything else. No, it's fuck the tempo, the mold, the tone, and stuff he's talking about. Like, what were you expecting? Folding clothes, bro. No. And that last song banging on there too. The last song is fire on there. Thanks. That's it. Next, uh, the TDE countdown that punch teased last week ended up being Kendrick Lamar's brand. No, it wasn't Kendrick I Lamar. It. it wasn't Schoolboy <sighs> Q. It wasn't J Rock. It was Isaiah Rashad. It was his long-awaited single. It was called Lay With You. Pause featuring <laughs> featuring Duke Deuce. From QC. You gotta put the pause after Duke Deuce. Cause yeah, Lay with right. you, it's just Lay with you is cool, but then you add featuring Duke Deuce, then you got pause. That's true. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> uh featuring Duke Deuce. His new album is coming in June. I believe it's called The House Is Burning. Who cares? Let me ask you, were you in or you out on this Isaiah Rashad single and album? <laughs> You're the biggest Isaiah Rashad hater in the world. I just want to get that out there. Um it's a dope beat. On this song, I like what him and Deuce Deuce did. I'm not here for it. I'm sure this is not my, I'm not his demo at all. I want to preference it by saying that. So no, I'm not looking forward to Isaiah Rashad's album. And I was disappointed that they did a countdown for Isaiah Rashad. Not knocking the young man. He's a good artist for what he, he does. Yeah, you a hater. Y'all gotta y'all gotta stop sugarcoating this shit, dude. He's a good artist, dude. He wouldn't man. be on TV. Everything, everybody on TD, like you. Do you think Ab Soul is a good artist? I'll start there. I think he's a good rapper. You don't think he's a good artist? I'm asking. I, I don't you, listen he, to his can album. He make good like that, music. Though. Okay. Yeah, his music don't hit me like that. But I think Ab Soul makes. I mean, I think that Isaiah Rashad makes good music. He's a good artist. He's earned his roster spot on TDE. I do think that. I don't think that he's earned a countdown though, and this makes me question what's going on at TDE because it's been a long time since we've heard a major drop from there. Not counting Sizzle. I'm talking about rap. Right. And um, I feel like with a four-man rotation like you have of Ab Soul, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, and J-Rock, that you're not going to give me a countdown for Isaiah Rashad, bro. Like, that, that ain't fair to me as a fan, similar to the J. Cole shit. That's not fair, bro. So it makes me question what punch them have got going on if things are, is a trouble in paradise? Is what we start to speculate as fans and you see on the blogs, okay, like, what's going on? Why haven't Kendrick Lamar came out in the last three, four years. Where is Skewboard Cootie? Like, is it beef? So that's when people start speculating. That's what my issue is with it, doing a countdown for Isaiah Rashad. Um, listen, I'm not in on this. Um, the pump fake was super mean. I get and it though. He's, Isaiah Rashad. He, he's got he's got a fan base, I think. I'm not really sure. I thought the song was trash. I thought the beat was hard. The beat was hard. The beat was hard. Uh, I, I don't see it. I don't get it. But I'm not going to keep beating that dead horse because I saw he he also was on the cover of Fader. And I actually read his the article or most of it. And he's got an interesting story. It's, there's been a reason, a specific reason that he's been out of the limelight for so long. He was struggling with alcoholism. And, like, I'm talking about, like, they had to tell him. They had to, like, kick him out the studio. And, like, he had to go back home and live with his folks. Like, it, it was a deep. He, he lost a lot of money. Like, he was broke. Like, so I respect his story and him having to hit rock bottom and then bouncing back from that. So I am rooting for him a thousand percent. I hope the album is fired to those who are fans. 
and I hope it does crazy numbers. I'm rooting for him as a person. I just can't get with, you know, the elephant in the room, which is Kendrick Lamar is on a milk carton right now, and I'm hoping he's alive somewhere in somebody's studio putting the finishing touches on an album to drop here in the next eight weeks or so. Because I don't understand what uh, what they got going on, bro. Like, this whole, like, eh, we this this we don't rap, roll out, nigga, drop it once every seven years shit that TDE got going on is frustrating, dude. Like, where's this Kendrick album that they said kind of got rock influences? And uh, 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 where's this shit at, bro? Like, you know at what the, the very, people... At, like, at the very least, where is J-Rock? Like, at the very least, where is Schoolboy Q? At the very least, where is... Absolutely. Like, where is something in that field? Them niggas drop once every 29 me, months, dude. It's just let so me ask you a question then. What if Kendrick Lamar said this was his last album or Drake? Would you be okay? That's cool. I'd be disappointed. Of course, as a fan, I'm selfish. Of course, I'd be disappointed. I want these niggas to rap for as long as they're good at it. But oh, because yeah. J. Cole tells a story and he has a beginning, middle, and end, you're okay with that. This would no be, be as okay. long as it ain't abrupt. You yes. I with yes. If right. if if he's writing with a purpose, with that in mind, I'm here to see how the story unfold. That's all I'm saying. Then say that. Like he should say that. This this part of my career, I'm done with. I don't know what I'm gonna do in the future. But that retirement stick, I don't like because I wouldn't like it if Kendrick Lamar. And if this nigga came out with this next album, like, hey man, this is my last album, I would be pissed. Same thing with Drake. And I'm not that even big of a Drake fan. It's just that what they offer to the culture and what we've seen the previous generation do with Nas and, and shit, Pusha T and Jay-Z. Like, these niggas, 2 Chains, Rick Ross, like, these niggas are still making great music. Man, they late 40s. Listen, spoiler alert, Kendrick has already retired, bro. He's out Maybe. Gone. It seems like it. I was defending him, but now I just, I, he can't no more. He got three. He got three more months, and I'm dead ass gonna think he just stopped. I'm gonna think he done, bro. Maybe. I don't think you're gonna get no Kendrick album in the next three months, though. Yeah, then you see, when is Coachella? Oh, Coachella got, is it's next year. Well, what, he's he's a, scheduled to appear somewhere though, right? Yeah, July. He, but but here's the thing though. I mean, excuse me, late June. Those con, those festivals are overseas though. I thought they was here domestically, uh, so he might uh, play some old shit for them. Yeah, all right, he, ain't, he ain't doing no new album overseas. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So that's some bullshit. Oh, so it ain't going to be for July then. Man, listen. We ain't never all right, done. next we have, before we get to the topic of the one album, Wonders, brought to you exclusively by your On Deck TV podcast. Feature prices pre, what, now post-COVID, since people are getting back out in these streets, features are able to be done. I want to read a couple prices to you, man. Mm. A the baby verse is gonna run you. Well, actually, we'll get into that in a second. My question to you: Looking at this list, we'll go over the prices here in a second for the people that were on it. You think these people are overpriced? You think this is right on par? Give me what stood out to you, man. Some of these prices, people trying to get back from this quarantine. Mm. These features. This explains a lot, though. And we're gonna go through a couple of these prices that they're saying is is what's gonna cost you to get a feature. If this is what people are charging for features, I see how Moneybag Yo and who and the baby talk about how much money they made in the pandemic because they were still featured on shit. This would explain it. Um, the baby asking for three hundred thousand for a verse is fucking bananas. No way he recycling that same verse and getting three hundred thousand every time, man. Like the same. <laughs> no way he doing that and getting three hundred thousand. 
this shit that 300,000 for a feature verse. I don't even know if a feature verse is worth that much nowadays in 2021, bro. When you could just put your album on SoundCloud and just like and just get in the algorithm, nigga, and, and bubble up, dude. Or there's I'm other creative ways to get your music out, which we'll talk about a little bit later on the show. But scrounging up 300 bands, nigga. Come on, man. What y'all trying to get niggas PPP loans, dude? Like, stop, bro. 300,000 is nuts. <laughs> Who's paying the baby three hundred thousand for a verse though? That's what I'm saying, bro. Who? Fucking Katy Perry? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Taylor Swift? <laughs> I just can't see it, dude. I, I just I don't understand. And I guess the label pays these. I know it don't come right out the artist's pocket. It may, it may be about their budget though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if I'm putting the baby on my album, that's three hundred thousand. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, bro. There's a couple. Absolutely of, not. The little baby verse is a hundred thousand. That's worth it. Is it easy? Twice on Sunday. No, Give me two God. of them. Khaled paid him a hundred thousand. Ain't no fucking verse. way. Absolutely. Nah. Come on with that. You don't think Khaled had to wire that hundred thousand over? He got three verses. They probably sold oh, him He might have got a hundred for them three. They probably sold him three for one. It's I'm pandemic. Bad. We can run. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm run. Don't want to send a hundred thousand. I ain't sending the baby. The baby was on there. He probably got hit at one fifty. It's probably yeah, a starting point. Now Polo G going for eighty five racks. It's cap. He, just, he number he had Billboard chart number one artist. I fuck with Polo G too. I f- Listen, I fuck with Polo G. I think he's talented. He actually said he just oh, did a feature for hundred and fifty. Look at him. Quick, happen. He just he said it in this fucking article, dude. He said what? He just did one for one fifty, but he said he's charging about eighty five. No, I'm I'm saying you were trying to give him all that praise to shit. I fuck with him though. You don't think he worth eighty five? No. <laughs> what? To who? Why, bro? Why am I dropping eighty five bands for a feature from Polo G? No disrespect. He had the you number one even... song in America last year. What's the name week? of it then? Superstar. No, it's not. Rap star. Trap star. Something star. One of those stars, nigga. It's because you call yourself a rap star don't mean you can charge 80. Listen, I'm a podcast star. If you want me on your podcast, it's going to cost you 85 bands. That doesn't work like that, dude. Send the invoice. That's how it works. That's how it works. You name your price 10 times. No. The craziest thing on here is easily Nicki Minaj for 500,000. But weirdly, it may be worth it. That may be worth Maybe. Like, if you get in a Nicki Minaj verse in 2021 and she ain't dry, like, if Nicki Minaj was on your song this Friday, you eat. I need a video, You're going to get a buzz. Huh? I need a a video, too. You got got to be at the video? Yeah, 500,000. I need everything. I need need all of that. Come on with it, buddy. You got to post it on your page. I need you to slick change the avatar. Like, <laughs> shit, I, I definitely need you to make me the thumbnail. All that come for the 500000 <laughs> All of that. Deal? Man. Now, but, I mean, it's Nicki Minaj. No, that's true. And, and if I'm independent, let's, let's just say I'm independent. And I just got, I just got done. I got, I, I got a nice little budget from what came from wherever. Mm-hmm. And I got a banger. I'm talking yeah. about this motherfucker is banging. All I need is that female energy yes. on there. Do I go Nikki for five hundred? But I could just I could just give Meg a hundred. It ain't gonna be the same because it's so many. Like it's a lot of Meg verses out here. Like like she has done so much. She said she got to take a break. That's true. The Nikki shit gonna be more exclusive. 
That's true. And I'm I, not giving Meg a hundred thousand for a verse. I give her a hundred before I give Nikki five. Negative. I give Cardi a hundred too. You ain't getting Cardi for no hundred at all. That's gonna, that's that ain't happening. Too. She, she probably won about four fifty. No, oh my God. A, a Cardi B verse got to run you from anywhere from three to four fifty. My mixtape coming soon, man. Fuck that. Three to four fifty. What you charging for a verse? For right now, we can't ask for the low right now. I only need five bands for a verse. Oh my God. Get two chain stars a hundred thousand. Two chain stars moving right on. Two chain stars a hundred thousand worth every penny of. That's why you don't hear them that much lately. That's not true. <laughs> That's why you don't hear him much. <laughs> I know. He, no, he, he be on Brazil. He was on Benny shit and he was on Conway and they didn't pay 100000 for neither one of them verses. I guarantee you. Guarantee mm. That's so probably that, a swap. They'll probably swap because uh, Benny probably won 100000 too. So they just swapped true. it out. Benny don't want 100000 for a verse. Y'all, y'all in the group chat was trying to go crazy on me because I told y'all New York rap was dead, and you're telling me this nigga can't get a hundred thousand for a verse? Absolutely not. Nah, they ain't popping it. Y'all telling me this is the number one group in America. This nigga's ill. Polo G getting 75. If I'm Benny, I want a million. What is she talking about? Speaking of popping, guys, <laughs> was at one point was popping. We got a very interesting topic today, man. We're gonna jump back in the time machine. We're going to talk one album wonders, all right? Not one hit wonders. We know them. Those have been covered a thousand times. What artist had one album that was fire, and then after that, it was either all duds or they just disappeared and fell off the face of the earth? Very interesting topic. We got a, we got a couple of, a list of a couple of names here. We're going to talk about kind of why, what didn't work, what album, of course, was the fire project and what we liked on it. And shit, what happened to him? If we have those answers as well, when you think one album wonder, what's a what's an artist that comes to mind off top? Off the top of my head is easily Young Dro for me because mm. I like that first album so much. That first album, it ain't it don't really hold up today. I will really? say, no, it ain't great. It ain't great today. Not as good as I thought it was back then. Yeah, back then I used to think you can just straight through to that Young Dro. Yep. But now, that that's probably one of the biggest one that jumps out to me because after that he had hits, but it was never another album that I can recall that was dope. What about yeah, you? Dro, best thing smoking. That that album was tough. And um, real quick, if I had to go song on there, I, I'd say "Hear Me Cry." Mm. Fire, nigga. That's that this. shit. I also like "We Lied" too, though. That's my shit on there too. I like this album actually. Um, uh, they don't really know about Dro. The first song on there, bam, out the and then Man in the Trunk, Shoulder Lean, of course. Yeah, like it's it's this was Honey on Dash. Yeah, it, this was a, a banging album. My girl with Ti, banging and Honey Yard Dash with Ecstasy. Shout out your girl Bola. Shout out Bola. Yeah, see, it, it, this is the thing with Dro, and Ti has said this on a number of occasions, and Dro here might even admit this on a number of occasions. Man, he, he had one foot in and one foot wherever else. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't really stunned this rap shit. This album came out in 06. His next album didn't come out to 2013. Damn. That's where Drohead was at. He was, I guess he was eating off features. And this album went gold. This yeah. was a gold-selling album. So how long can you live off one good album? I don't know, Is it man. the rest this of your life? Major label. Is it the rest of your life? It can't be. It's it. They said one good song, you can eat the rest of your life off of. 
I'm hitting the studio tomorrow. Well, you can't make one this song. <laughs> Fuck that. I got to try. I'm going to make a hundred, nigga. I just need one. That is true. I guess that's why so many rappers rap. Give me an album that you... Hey, what, what, what do you think was his downfall? Being one foot in and one foot out? Yeah, just being lazy. Being lazy. It had worked anywhere else? Like, if it wasn't T.I., do you think it could have worked somewhere else? No, it might have been worse. Because mm. him and T.I. were cool. But here's the thing, though. Maybe they was too cool. Maybe he was lax around them. Did T.I. hold his feet to the fire? Like, Dro, what are you doing, fam? Like, like, or was it like, we too cool, we too homie, and nigga just fell off? Well, let T.I. tell that he did hold his feet to the fire. That was probably toward the attention. It made Dro kind of push away. Mm. What I've heard before, too. So, Ain't that a bitch. Um, when, I hear, when I hear one album, Wonder, shout out to Jay, FSP. He gonna love this shit. I think Shine off top. Mm. Shine was billed from Bad Boy as the next big thing out of New York, like everybody that comes out of New York is billed as the next big thing. But Shine was hot when he came out. He had the swag, his you know, he had the biggie comparisons until you really listen to him a little bit more than that. Those kind of died away pretty quick. But his first album, self-titled, that shit was fire though. Like it had some heat on there. He had the big dog single with Barrington Levy that that came gave me that island vibe, which is originally where he's from. That shit was kind of dope. But um, I like this album. I like, of course, we know what happened to Shine. It ain't no question of what damn what happened to Shine. No, we know the club, Puff, J Lo. He got 10. Puff got a slap on the wrist, and then the rest is history. He's now a politician. Shout out to him in his home country. But yeah, I fuck with this. This first shine was dope. His second album came out and was like him rapping through a fucking jail pen or something. It's your garbage. Godfather uh, buried alive. Trash. First yeah. album is fire though. And if I had to go to a song, I gotta go the life. That shit went hard. That little skit before that was killing too. Um, I like the intro. I remember the intro from that, and the, the, the speech, not even really just a song. It, Dear America, yeah, that whole thing right there. He bodied that, and, and you're right. Shine had a really big buzz when he first came out, but Puff can do that for your career, like you said. You've seen the same thing with Black Rob and uh Craig Mack and Biggie when he was alive, but uh, Shine definitely was able to rap, keeping it real, went wrong in the club, like you said. I would have loved to have seen how his career played out mm -hmm. because even when, if I'm not mistaken, when he left, was this 2000? Yep. He went to jail in what year? You remember? Yeah, about 2000, 2000, about 2000. 2001. Then this was like, after that, how long was it? Was it Ja Rule that got hot in New York after him? He was hot before 50? That. He was hot 98, It was a DMX. It was DMX. So DMX was like right during that time. So Sean would have been the nigga had he stayed out of jail, but then went to jail and Jay, this was right before Jay just took off. Yeah. Blueprint. Yeah. But if I had to do the song, I would definitely do the Dear America and the song after that, What You Gonna Do. I love that the tempo and how he was ripping it. Like his whole demeanor of, of how he carried his album was fantastic. I fuck with that Sean heavy. Yeah. What's another one, man? Because there's several out here. Don't sleep. Another one for me. And this on this list that, that really jumped out, and the second album did come out. It was titled the same part two, and that's that hunger for more than Lloyd Banks. Man, you're talking about a nigga who birthed some of these punchline rappers and doesn't get the proper respect. G Unit rapper Lloyd Banks, man, 
I used to fucking bang this Hunger for More album all the time. It's when G-Unit was in a run run and they couldn't miss at all. And if I had to go to my favorite song on there, man, that Karma and that uh, Till the End. I still listen to the end. on. I got that on several playlists on Spotify right now. That Till the End is banging. I don't know if Lloyd Banks is going to get the respect that he deserves and to circle back to a conversation we were having about J. Cole, this is the type of nigga that retires. Like he did what he gonna like, no, and this ain't even no shade though. Like, okay, I get it, bro. You retiring, you're not making music no more, Lloyd Banks. I get it, man. Congratulations to you. You had a nice career. Go be with your family. I get that. I don't get a nigga like J. Cole said. Yeah. So, so now this album was fire. Uh, let's be clear. G Unit was back to back to back. They were on a roll. They were the hottest group in the country, in the world. This shit lived up to it. I had the special edition joint that came with the DVD, nigga. I thought this album was fire. And like you said, Banks was dope. He had the voice, you know what I'm saying? The deep gravelly voice with the bars. If I had to fuck with a couple of joints on here, that worked magic with Young Buggers hard. Um, that till the end with Nate Dog. God damn, that shit. I love that song, mm-hmm. till the end. Woo, that shit is hard. This album was tough. He did he did follow up one on G Unit, but it was too late. He had that riding the apple that came out after that after this, and then Hunger for More Two came out, and by then nobody really gave a shit. Like it was a wrap. But look, real low key though, Lloyd Bank got a couple mixtapes though. That's actually not that bad. Shout out to that V Six. My boy Dirt put me on. I don't believe that. Uh, he got a couple of mixtapes, and he's more of a mixtape rapper. Let's keep it a stack. He's more of a mixtape guy. He's not. He's not really an album guy. Fifty helped helped him with a lot of this, I'm sure. But uh, outside of that, and he was he didn't really like rapping either, though, man. Like Fifty tells that story all the time. Like, bro, I try to tell this nigga, bro, get on Instagram, tell your life. He ain't want to do it. It's like, all right. Well, I don't think that he like rapping. He didn't like the doing the stuff that's associated with rapping. Being like, a seeing, rapper. Yeah, he didn't like being a rapper. Like he liked the actual doing it, but not that. What's uh, uh another album that you have? Like a one album one. Man, I got, we're going to go back to Bad Boy. Mm. Shouldn't be surprising if for those who believe in the Bad Boy curse. I've got Mace Harlem World. Get out of here, bro. You got that double up fucked up. Double up? Yes. Two strong albums. Two really strong albums. Mace Mace had a long, solid career. No, he didn't. (laughs) For a bad boy artist, two albums is a lot. That's a lifetime. Listen, for a bad boy artist, two albums is really like six. That's a man, that's a lifetime. But Harlem World is barbecuing that double up. Like, it let's is. not just be clear, dude. Look let's not it. act like double up didn't happen, though. It's some and small, relatively in a tight window, too. Double I don't think Mace should be on this list. Mace has had a very long hip hop career. He ever came back with an album. The I'm Back album, wasn't that the name of it? Well, uh, Welcome Back. Yeah, Welcome Back. That shit was trash, dude. What are you talking about? Listen to that shit. I'm not saying they wasn't trash. I'm just saying all of his albums have been highly, like, there's been buzz around them. Like, everybody else on his list, they they fell off. Like, it wasn't no, like, oh, he had, it was like, oh, and he had another album? Damn, what was the name of that? You putting me on. People was looking for that double O and that Welcome Back. You bought that Welcome Back. Tell me. No, I didn't. No. Yeah, you did, bro. No Stop. He I mean, was, you was Mace's number one fan when no. he signed the G Unit. Every verse he was saying he ripped. No. Stop. No. Stop. 
I wish we could do phone a friend on here, dude. I called Jay Hove up and he would definitely you was nigga. What, what was the, the, you say he ripped the lean back verse, the the welcome back when he first came back. You was on all of that. Tell me you wasn't. No, nah, he might have ripped that shit, but I, but the welcome nah. back wasn't on fifth wasn't on fifty though. That was still bad boy. Yeah, but I mean but he was fucking fifty though. Yeah, tough. It was definitely yeah. he, he, he had no choice. Puff wasn't letting that go. That's just a puff thing. He was really with G Unit, but Puff was like, Y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> but Ooh, I know. I'm gonna fuck where that nigga been. I still want my albums. The Harlem Ward is fire. Of course, 24 Hours to Live is probably the hardest song on there. But Mace was supposed to be a star, though. And he was hot. He was hot, but he was a star, star. Yeah, he was. He was supposed to be next after B. Like, he was supposed to carry the mantle, but I mean, I blame that on him. I don't have any sympathy for Mace. I guess it's such I'm, since I'm such a big Diplomats and Cam fan, I'm like, man, my nigga, you left, dude. Like, you had the world by the fucking balls. And I understand that there was extenuating circumstances with his family and the different things that happened. I get it. But I mean, hey, man, that's what part of being an entertainer and a rapper is, dude. Like, you got to mm-hmm. take the punches, man. That's what life's about. Oh, you got another one? One of the preachers nuts, though. Yeah, that's, that's nuts to me. That's nuts to me, bro. That's crazy. As um, Macy ran to Atlanta. Mine would be, my next one would be Rocco Self-Made, man. Rocco went on like Dro to have other hits, but this album, uh, this was when I feel like that he was really in a, a good mode, a good space. He, he represented something different as an MC from the South. It wasn't necessarily like Jeezy or Gucci, man, but it was still respectable what he was doing. And I fuck with that self-made album, man. And Hustle Forward definitely still gets played in the rotation uh, as far as one of my favorite songs, one of my real mixes or whatever it may be as far as adding that to a playlist. I fuck with Rocco. I always liked how he positioned himself in the game. Uh, I liked how he was able to turn that future situation into a bag. And he's always like carried himself in a way that I respect. So Rocco is definitely one for me. Yeah, this was this was the time where you saw a lot of uh, artists from the A come out like this 06, 07, 08, like Young Jock, Gorilla Zoe, um uh Charlie Lowe, rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. And he, and then Home Crusher. That's that's when all of this was happening right now and this is Rocco's only album 2008, dude. It's the only one he put out. He did a, I think a, a mixtape or two or three after he had a whole mixtape series, don't do that. Well, I, I didn't, bro. I wasn't checking for that shit. That know. shit was, he had a hit on there, nigga. Yeah, yeah, you don't even know. That yeah. one was banging. That well, was actually, shit. it was a couple hits, though. He had another one. I can't even, bro, nah, we get a, yeah, you, we get out of hand now. We get a little out of hand saying a couple, it's a little too much. That Gift of Gab series was bang. Yeah, the mixtape, he had the Gift of Gab wordplay, uh, Gift of Gab 2, all that's cool. He had a couple songs, no doubt, but. Album, and they had one album, and the second album was supposed to come out on Def Jam, but that never happened when he left. So he started A1, Discover Future, and the rest is hit. Well, I don't know about Discover Future, but put him out, distributing him, and the, and the rest is history on that. We ain't seen him since, bro. I don't know where yeah. he been at. He invested in Future's career. That's all he needed. Yeah, true. Like, he won that lawsuit, right, as far as um, being credited for, I guess, his managerial yeah uh dudes and i think he's just been chilling there since yeah yeah i ain't mad at that he's he's listed rocco's album excuse me futures hendrix evolve ds2 honest pluto they're all under a1 
And we ain't seen Future and Rocco in a picture, nigga, in 10 years. That's fantastic, man. I love it, man. I love good business, man. <laughs> love good business. I love it. <laughs> I got a sleeper, dude. What you got? Um, We're going to Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. We don't go to Cleveland much, but shout out At to all. Cleveland. Stand shout up. out to Stolly, man. Ray Cash. <laughs> that nigga first album is banging. Cash on delivery. Complete and utter flames. Uh, I remember the video. I'm a pimp in my own mind. Um, somebody was on there too. Scarface. I thought Pusha T was on his album too. Somebody, I forgot. Somebody was on that song. Yeah, it was uh, Scarface though. Oh, excuse me. No, I'm sorry. The the song, the pimp in my own mind, was the solo drum. But they hear that bump of my music with Scarface. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. This album was tough. Um, I was shocked at how how solid it was. One of my favorite songs on here is Fuck America. Super banging. Like, Ray Cash could rap. I don't know what happened to dude. Like, this was 06. I have literally no idea what happened to him. I just Googled him. He is on Twitter. He just tweeted, like, three days ago. What did he tweet? What did Ray Cash tweet? He said, I pray you get everything you work and sacrifice for. That was his Appreciate last tweet. Appreciate that, Ray Cash. You too. I respect that. And he's got a contact information. We might have to hit him up because I need to know what happened. This was like literally his last <laughs> no, oh, yeah, grand man. opening, grand closing. Uh, for me, it was that better way with Benny Siegel. Ooh. This was dangerous in his bag. That was a great song. I forgot about I, that. I don't know what happened to, I don't know if this style didn't get enough. Like, it, like you said, it just, it's mysterious how his career just never really was able to take off, especially out putting out this solid piece of work. Um, I think he could have been, well, I don't know if he could have been. He wasn't a rap star either, though. That's true. Like, that, that, it was it was real tricky for the Midwest people to catch on if you weren't Nelly. Like, if you weren't that type of superstar, it was tricky for, like, the gritty, grimy, like, Midwest dude because you had so many Chingies and Nellies and the St. Lunatics. Like, that was a different thing when you see a nigga like Ray Cash is spitting real shit. And you're like, nah. I think it was hard for them to sell from a label standpoint. So you probably had all type of politics for him yeah. to get back out. And and the only thing you knew from Cleveland was Bone, and he don't sound shit like Yeah, Bone. he don't sound shit like Bone. That whole Midwest thing is tricky, man. Like, if you guys like Chicago, fast rapping, like, it's it's tricky. That's why I come in, like, I had come around on Freddie Gills, because, like, for him mm -hmm. to have taken it where he's taking it being from Indiana, that's that's a nice feat right there. And before before I forget, on, on that Rocco, I fuck with that old school. And I fuck with that She Can Get It with Dre. I thought that shit was banging like a motherfucker. With Drake? Dre. Oh, cool and Dre. That oh, shit was banging. Yeah. And that Snakes, too, I fuck with that. That whole project was tough, man. I don't know when last time y'all ran back at Self Made, but that Self Made was nice, though. That Rocco was strong. Um, You got one more? Uh, That was it, wasn't it? Nah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, the Young Guns? That's banging. The Young Guns' first album was bang, and they fell victim to that Rockefeller split up. I feel like that Chris could have been a much bigger artist had he not wasted time in this group, but he was dedicated to his homeboy. And um, this album is banging. Uh, as far as that, I was a really big Young Guns fan, a really big uh, Young Chris fan. And I'm trying to find that song. Several. It's several. We want. Do you want to go to song with Jay? Never take me alive. 
nigga, you want you want to go with the tough love joint where they? It the, they it's they, the tough love. Yeah, woo. the tough love was my shit. The tough love, the grown man, that north of death That's is bad. what I was looking for. That's my shit. That north of death with uh, it's a Chris Solo. I was a big young Chris fan, so that that was fire and. It, it's interesting to see, like, it ain't a lot of groups no more. Like, you don't really get groups in, in this type of promo. This was probably, like, the last of that since this didn't work. You haven't really seen it since then. Yeah, it's quiet. I mean, you got to you had clips through this time. You know what I'm saying? Last. Like, you don't have groups. You don't, you don't have a two-man group now. You don't push that no more. Like, everybody pushes the solo act. That's true, for the most part. Yeah. Um, this album did well, too, for the Four hundred twenty-one thousand first week. Like it did numbers, and this—I I cannot stress how bad the second album is, though. I can't stress it. It's awesome so slaw. Y'all, pick, y'all make sure y'all check out Patreon too, because we uh, reviewed that first uh, Young Guns album not too long ago, man. Y'all check that out. And there's one. The second more. one is really, really bad, and it was because, like you said, the Rockefeller breakup. They just didn't have good direction on that. But this first one, this first one is 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 a really good when they was in a state property bag, they was in that whole like what we were just saying about Ray Cash and that 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 right there that wouldn't stick in the in the Midwest. It was a Philly thing, like a whole state property swag and what they were about and like their toughness or whatnot, for lack of a better word. <clears throat> that was what picked up on this first album. And there's one more that you tried to keep it moving on, act like you didn't see. Was that? And you got my boy Maurice Benjamin Richards, aka oh, yeah, Rich Boy, moving on completely there, up. Yeah. This Rich Boy album, listen, everybody has their one person that they thought was going to be a star in music, and you were one thousand percent wrong about it for one reason or another. This is mine. I yeah. thought Rich Boy was next. That was your boy. You couldn't tell me this. He had everything lined up for him, bro. He had everything lined up. He had an in-house producer with Polo the Don, who was a, who was a savage on the beats. He had a he had an untapped area he was coming from in Alabama, in Mobile, if I'm not mistaken. Nigga, nobody. Who the hell is in Mobile, Alabama? You would have been the first nigga from there, dude, to get on on. So you would have had a whole state to yourself, dude. You could have been the face of a whole state. You had the producer, you're on a major label, they cutting the check at Interscope, you got the budget that you need. And this nigga dropped this fire-ass album and then completely, I'm talking about, completely fell off the earth. He had a couple mixtapes, though. He had a couple mixtapes, but album-wise, it was a rap. He listened, I, I feel like that album, I love that Rich Boy album. It is a good album, I was being facetious as far as Skipping over it. But if I had to pick the song, it's one million percent. Let's get this paper. Ah, come on. And the I love you. Very rare do you say Pastor Troy ripped it. Pastor Troy murdered that song on I Love You with him and Big Boy. That song was banging. Yeah. And for Rich Boy, what I would say is he was a really good rapper, like you said. And I think that what happens and, and what I was like saying with J. Cole, like he started going to LA trying to focus on being an actor and, and putting his hat rightfully so. You want to do that. You want to expand your business portfolio, but you can't get away from what got you there, dude. Like, you have to be able to take it back, get back in the lab and drop a fire-ass album. I think that's what he missed once he started going to try to act, once he didn't get, uh, when Tim and Polo wasn't cool anymore, it just seemed like that 
he couldn't drop fire ass albums. Like those two mixtapes was banging that he came out with. Yeah, he had some mixtapes. I mix do remember though. those. Yeah. And then it just seemed like nothing else would hit. Like he just wasn't he was out of rapper mode too long. And when that happens, you lose it. I thought Rich Boy had one thing. He he had a leg up on a lot of other people. He had to hear his voice. I thought his voice was very unique. I thought his voice was like an instrument, like dead air. Like he had the right amount of twang. And I thought I was, but I was just like, I, I couldn't believe that this nigga, he had the fire ass, he had a hit and then had a fire ass remix to the hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't you understand. Thought, you thought Rich Boy was going to be the next T.I.? I did. I thought Rich Boy was going to be big. Though. I'm like, I, thought, I, I, I was so <laughs> You thought big. Rich Boy was going to be T.I. And I remember that. I do remember that. I, that, I, I fuck with that. Let's get this paper is probably one of the best songs this year that that came out. But I also fuck with that song with John Legend too. I thought that shit was tough. I thought that shit was too super tough. I'm sad now. Now I'm sad again. Um, the name of the album is Rich Boy dropped in 2007. Self titled yeah. album. That didn't help, man. Call it having it self titled didn't help. He needed a, a fire ass title to go with this. That's true. Uh, but that bigger than the mayor mixtape was fire. And it was another one we'll called Kool-Aid and Kush or something like that. Kool-Aid, Kush, and Convertibles. That shit was bang. So, yeah, maybe he's he's a one album. We're going to put the air quotes over the album, but he had a couple mixtapes that was that was nasty. Um, y'all let us know who we left out. Give us a one album wonder. I almost said Jermaine Dupri. Life in 1472. You like it? He got too much sauce out there to even, like, yeah, to even true. have one album and like there's just I wouldn't expect two albums out of him. I know he he dropped the second one, it was just garbage. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even remember that. That's what I'm saying. It was trash. I didn't like uh, that 1472 though. You said who? I wouldn't I've never been a big Jermaine Dupri as a rapper fan. Well, nobody's a Jermaine Dupri rapper you, fan. I remember you loved this album. I, I wasn't really just this big on this album. It had some bangers on it though. It was somebody else I was thinking about. What about Snoop? That's nuts. Because that blue carpet treatment is banging. He might have the longest in between gowns. Like, if you go back no, and listen to some. No. What? None of the No Limit albums? You like none of them? They weren't doggy style. Well, yeah, nah. They, were, they definitely weren't that. Yeah. I, I and that, and that, and that, that one second of them, album, mate. that Dog Father was terrible. Yeah, Dog Father was trash because they tried to go back to the West Coast. Slow. Yeah, that wasn't nothing. Uh. Eight ball, that one solo album. He could have did more than that. Well, you could say Andre three thousand if that's the case. Mm. You could slick say that. You could say Andre three thousand, and that album is banging. Yes, it was. You, should, you was fuck with that still? The love below. Yeah, that's banging. Yeah, I'm fucking with that to this day. Facts. Um, but y'all let us know who do we forget? Who had one album that you fuck with? I'm sure somebody is gonna mention a Wu Tang nigga. Somebody with Capadonna. Okay, cool. We don't. I, don't I tell know. you, when I forgot though, he was a guest on the show at Murphy Lee. At first, Murphy Lee was bang. Well, actually, it no, it wasn't bang. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was okay. He had a couple good songs on there, but I never heard another Murphy Lee album either. With, with all due respect to Murphy Lee, fan <laughs> of the show, family on the show. I didn't fuck with that album. That was Joe. That was my guy. Yeah, I fucked with Murphy Lee heavy. And Ali. You fuck with Ali too. Ali was I. I was a St. <laughs> Lunatics fan. I've, I've, I've been a part of the St. Lunatics movement since day one, man. Shout That's out my St. Lunatics people, man. I fuck with them heavy. 
Shout out my saying that heavy starch was banging. Oh my god, Ali, man. No, let's get to these wins and losses, man. Yeah, man, we got a W going to Kodak Black and Pooh Shiesty for squashing their beef and hitting the studio in in Miami. They dropped the record too, man. Did you listen to it? It was just all right. I didn't even listen to the record. I didn't realize that that happened. Uh, They they were beefing. Ironic, they were beefing about the money spread and who did the money spread, the money fan thing first. Which is nuts to me because these niggas are like under 30 and niggas been doing that money spread pictures since the 80s, nigga. That's a fact. I can show you Polaroids of niggas from the hood with the money span in front of their face. Like, that's, that's nuts fact. that they got to arguing about that. Yeah, they true. They, they were bored that day. Niggas had time that day. All day. Um, next up, we have a W to Lil Durk. Um, shout out to him, man. He signed his first Latino rapper coming from mm-hmm. uh, Chicago called Cali T. Shout out Cali T. It don't sound like the traditional. It ain't Latino rap. It sounds like yeah. a regular, like, black person. Yeah, it do. <laughs> like it do. A better word. But, yeah, shout out to him, man. Lil Dirk gonna eat out here, man. Nah, I ain't mad Dirk at that. Gonna, Lil Dirk setting himself up to be a power player next generation. Now, that's a smart move, though. That's a smart play. Um, we have an L, a, a very – listen, this is very rare when we give two L's to the same person. Mm. We have an L to Baltimore rapper Chad Focus – who we gave a previous L2 for getting hemmed up using his jobs credit cards to run up $4 million for his rap career. Mm. He ended up getting sentenced for said crime. 30 months is what he got. L to Chad Focus. Was that worth it? No. 30 months is two and a half years. Yeah, no, it's not worth it. And you got to pay that money back. And you didn't get on. <laughs> you spent $4 million and didn't get on, dude. This nigga had a billboard in Times Square, bro. And no one knows. <laughs> and you got to give it up, bro. They got a billboard in the biggest, busiest fucking street in America and didn't hear y'all fed. That's crazy. That's nuts. Gotta have talent, folks. Uh, we have a W billboard gave us the most obvious uh, headline of the year. They named Drake the artist of the decade. We all already knew that, though. But This couldn't have went any other way? No, fuck no. Come on, man. That's why I don't trip when people say, man, Blue Baby's taking over. Nigga, Drake ran a whole decade. That's how it goes. Now it's Baby's turn to run a decade. But you do trip, bro. That don't mean you he don't... gonna fall off. That just means it's somebody else's turn. It's, That's all. He's the hottest rapper in the game now. That's what, what that means. It's someone else is the hottest rapper in the game. That's it. It's Lil Baby. Yeah, do it for a 10-piece, though. God damn it. <laughs> um, lastly, we have a bonus W. To Rhode Island rapper who went viral for plugging his music in his DoorDash deliveries, man. Shout out to Brendan Rush. <laughs> What's his rap name? That's not his rap name, though? I don't know. That's what I was looking for to see was that his rap name. I think that's his rap name, man. Brendan, Brendan Rush, Rush was doing Impossible. his uh, Five Guys deliveries, <laughs> and he attaches a music card with his Spotify link to each delivery. Somebody posted that stuff online and it got a gang of retweets and went viral. Even Spotify tweeted about it. So, man, shout out to him. I don't know what the music sound like, but uh, that's, that's, that's what, hey, when you hustling on the job, I can't do nothing but respect it. Hey, that's fire. That's a good ass idea, man. I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that 100%. Shout out to him. I hope he makes it. I'm never listening to it. But <laughs> that was a great idea, man. I, no, would listen, you listen, if, if you're a DoorDash person, Gave you a thumb drive or something with that music. Are you listening to it? 
Nigga, I'm slam dunking that motherfucker. Yeah, this going right in the bag with the extra fries and the napkins, my nigga. I'm throwing that right away. I promise you. But <laughs> shout out to him though for trying. One in ten people probably listen to it. You got and that's all you trying to do, bro. Yeah, that's that. Shout out to him, man. Oh uh, man, ass idea. that's funny as hell. You got something to put me on, man? I put on for this week, man. We were talking in the group chat about uh, damn, a book. Oh, excuse me, the No Country for Old Men, the yep. movie. Uh, I have my Audible subscription, which I highly recommend for people that listen to a lot of podcasts. You can listen to a lot of dope books on there. $14.95 a month, you get a free book. I listen to No Country Old Men for Old Men, the book, and that shit is fire. Really? Especially after listen, looking at the uh, film. Like yep. we looked, well, I think it was Monday we were talking about it, and I yep. looked at it, and I've been listening to the book ever since then, like a, like a chapter or two a night. And it's dope how you just... You can tell the differences in the book, but the similarities as well and how they pace it. It, it should, it, it's a dope experience for me because I like listening to a lot of shit. But mm. I, if you like listening Audible, I recommend it. The No Country for Old Men book was fire. It is fire. I respect that. Um, speaking of the group chat, mm-hmm. shout out to M Extra, man. Throughout a show suggestion, mm. I looked up the show. The trailer was dope. So I watched it and ran the whole first season over the weekend. Um, the show is called Startup. It was on Crackle. It had three seasons. They're now playing on Netflix right now. I'm not going to lie. That first season was tough. Not even going to lie, dude. I was completely shocked. Um, it's about like a, a Bitcoin a coder, a Haitian gangbanger, and the White son banker. of a fucking money launderer. They all link up to try to start a company. It's very, it's actually really dope. And it's a sleeper little TV show. Real like yeah. nice little easy watch. Easy little watch. Seems like your t- it's like suits. It's like a nice dope little USA show. Uh, but I liked it. I liked it too. Shout out to the, the self-proclaimed minister of culture with the TV suggestions. I don't know if I told him about last week because he put me on a documentary. I'm not sure if you would have liked this, but that who killed Garrett Phillips. Mm. I don't know if I said this last week, but that's definitely a put on as well. It's a documentary on HBO. MX told me about that one. There's two episodes. It's about this black man in upstate New York that um, is convicted or charged with the murder of this young uh, white kid because he was dating the mom. It's a wild story. The fuck? Uh, yeah, he was, he's the soccer coach upstate. And it's wild. And uh, this, it's worth those. If you got two extra hours, it's worth watching and, and, and looking at. I can respect that, man. Uh, real Who killed quick. Garrett Phillips. Yeah. Now, that sounds interesting as fuck. Um, on Decker of the Week, man, we're going to the Veal back home. Shout out to Jelly Roll. Sold out the local historic arena, man, the Ryman Auditorium. Sold it out in one hour. Triple salute to the 615 and Jelly Roll, man. Shout out to Jelly Roll, man. That's a big deal in the city that we're from. Nashville, Ryman, like you said, is a classic uh, performance place for artists, uh, country music for a long time. And to see somebody from hip hop doing it from the city, Jelly Roll has been doing this thing for a really long time. He had a dope interview the other day where he was talking about the history of Nashville music and, and some of the influence and sounds. Really dope to check out if you're into, you know, different hotbeds of music. So shout out to Jelly Roll, man. Absolutely. And on Decker of the Week. Shout out to shout out to my guy on Twitter, man. I'm Kane. He said he just finished the diplomatic immunity review on Patreon. He respected that we show love to one of his favorite records on there. Real niggas on that diplomats. 
probably my top three favorite songs on that project, man. So shout out to my dad. Arguing with my mother, winter, summer, fall, winter time. She like, put that outside, camera on, it's dinner time. I got a line downstairs, my 10 to 9. <laughs> Fire Cam verse, man. Hey, y'all, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Do us a favor, youtube.com slash Realville. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe and patreon.com slash Realville. Check out the latest um, album reviews that we have up. What do we have? We did uh, Rough Riders Volume 1 um, and, damn, what was the other one? Rough Riders Volume 1 we have done, and I can't think of the other one. Brand new movie reviews are also coming up. Brand new fashion reviews, also brand new FSP reviews. Check out that Patreon page. We're pumping that big, man. Brand new stuff coming all the time. We appreciate you guys supporting. For real, we're out. All of them.